0: The lost harrow podcast uh this is the podcast featuring me arlen harrow and my uh continual uh, <laughs> co-host co-pilot in this endeavor eric Sayor.
1: imagine me saying hello in an australian accent or a new zealand accent actually that i won't <laughs> try to <laughs> they don't even attempt on this show just imagine it
0: i am and it's pretty funny because <laughs>
1: <laughs> accents on accents right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's always the best. Um, <laughs> it's always great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I, lo- I love it every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, if that's not a a good place to indicate what we're talking about today, uh, we're doing the films of uh, Jane Campion. I'm assuming that it's Freddie Cut and Dry, how to pronounce her name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh that and uh she is a new zealand ish director uh who's uh she's she's made some interesting movies based off of the two movies i've just now today seen. yeah
1: Uh, um yeah yeah director i have (laughs) little experience watching her movies i kind of watched the piano when in the criterion collection criterion channel i had like Jane Campion mm-hmm. collection on there. I think I talked about The Piano a bit on, on an episode earlier yeah. uh, last year. But little... um, yeah, interesting movies. So the move we're covering today, uh, one set, like the first movie that really got her, um, uh, really put her like high on the international scene and mm-hmm. a movie that... Uh, Kind of felt like, um, for many critics, like the the a director at her rock bottom, uh, but uh, has had re-evaluation since. So, um, interesting movies from a very talented director. Um, uh, so yeah, we're starting with the first movie we're covering is An Angel at My Table, which is like, um. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is based on the autobiographies of uh, Janet Frame, a New Zealand author that I'm not very familiar with. Uh, I don't know if you are. You were before watching this. Uh
0: no, I I was not. Um, I th- no yeah <laughs> I wasn't. But um, <laughs> I think I might have seen some of her poems. Um, I, just a little brief aside. I was a uh, sort of very heavily focused on poetry in my college courses, um, so I might have read a couple of her poems for like a poetry course. Um, some of her stuff felt familiar, um, so yeah, that's. I think I might have some sort of context, uh, very tangentially, because um, some of it did feel very familiar, um, and a lot of the 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 process <laughs> and uh, the way that they show writing um felt very um uh, 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 relatable <laughs> to me just at the very front of the movie so uh yeah um yeah, but yeah it's a it's a movie about a, a writer who's got very human foibles and her life and the things that happen in her life are very um i i guess indicative indicative of uh what happened to a lot of uh a lot of women <laughs> uh, during this period of time. Um, not a majority, but fair number. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a big part of the movie that runs throughout it. Um, and I, I, I just want to say, I, I like the way that it's handled. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's split in three parts because it's based on three separate books. Uh, mm. And she's portrayed by three different actresses. throughout these parts. Yeah. Um uh, but I, I, I all three giving great performances, I think even the,
2: uh,
1: mm-hmm. oh, as a child and adolescent as well, but Carrie Fox uh portraying her as an adult is, is uh really great, and she does the narration as well, and that's also uh really good but it, it really feels like you're watching um uh, put putting a lot of care into showing this woman throughout like everything like. Um mm-hmm. uh, and uh the the way the story' told, I think is very interesting because it's there's a lot of narration, there's a lot of uh poetry inserts and it, it's yeah. it feels like even though I haven't read any of her writing, it feels like I'm seeing her writing um because mm-hmm. there's so much care to include it in the movie itself, um mm-hmm. which I really really liked.
0: Yeah that's I think that was one of the more enjoyable things about it for me is that you do get a sense of um I guess of her style because um, the film is very much aping a lot of that um and it makes me want to go back and look at some of her collections some of her uh poems um because yeah it's um the the film is very much going for like a visual poetry thing in a couple specific places um and I think that, That stuff is very effective.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, I
1: think the first part of the movie, the first sentence of the movie is about how (laughs) our twin brother died, and they were poor, and nobody liked them. And that's how the movie sets itself up. And then (laughs) then I like that immediately after that is how is she going to make people like her it's by stealing some money from her dad, buying gum, and giving it to the whole class. Uh, yeah. But her her teacher turns everyone against her by making her the thief. Um, and yeah. uh, this is at the age where thieves are not cool yet.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before they were made cool in 1981. Um, uh, that's a that's a judgment. that's a in joke. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Uh, in, uh... But yeah, yeah,
1: like her childhood story, I think, is is still very interesting because it's yeah a lot of very a, a lot of stuff that feels very small, uh, little moments uh, that are shown with such care uh but enveloping a story that feels really tragic um mm-hmm. uh it's it's a lot of alternating of like highs and lows uh yes. and uh, and the highs are found in situations where um, that could feel like lows but uh there's beauty there's so much beauty in how her childhood moments are told uh i really like uh <laughs> but the first moment I took note of that I really liked is when they're all the children, there are four children all sleeping in the same bed. Um yeah. <laughs> and like the first the, the first time they show them in the same bed, they're like, it's the time when they go to sleep, and the eldest is like, okay, we're all gonna look left, we're all sleeping on our left, we're all sleeping on our right, and turning from one side to the other it's very funny and very cute. Yeah. Um uh but that moment. Gets interrupted by uh, their younger brother getting uh, an epilepsy uh, uh, a reaction. Um, mm. By and while he's a baby, and her father getting angry at him, and you're you're immediately back into the reality from like the yeah. small beautiful moment that feels like a, a memory that stick to the the other kind of memory that sticks. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and they there's also plenty of moments that are sort of that bittersweet feeling as well um there's the the moment after she accidentally lets it out that her older sister is no longer a virgin um and the moment where she's like having a a goodbye with her her only friend um like that moment (laughs) and there's a lot of moments like that where it's like uh I know I know that feeling and I know the sort of uh yeah, I, I know that moment in time very well. Um and moments like that. So yeah, it's a lot of that stuff. And the way that it's balanced between the happy moments and the lows is um it's 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 very well done. Uh I like how a lot of it just feels very natural. And there are very few moments of, uh, I guess, what I would call whiplash. Um, I feel like you're just going from something, from two things that are just completely polar opposite to each other. Um,
1: and yeah, and I think the the other thing that helps give the movie the sense of like how it's portraying memories is mm-hmm. uh, the color palettes used, uh, mm-hmm. b- because it's you you have. Uh, alternating between a lot of warm colors and very vivid exteriors to uh, very darker, grimmer interiors or other moments, uh, and it it feels very tainted by how uh, how those scenes would be told through memory, um, the positive ones and the negative ones. Um, uh, it's a, and you get like even at yeah. some of the grimmer moments, you get a lot. Of, you you can get a moment where with a lot of softer lighting uh, and warmer colors, and you can immediately see uh, the character what uh, what she uh, what she is feeling uh, at the moment. Um,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of visual storytelling and reliance on the various actresses' faces. Um, and they're doing a lot of good a good work there of just letting you know what's going on without having to re- re- rely on uh overly heavy and melodramatic dialogue there's not a lot of that um characters very much just feel what they feel <laughs> and it's yeah. very, it's made very plain to you through the camera and camera movements yeah all oh, that's just very very strong
2: um, yeah, and
1: so so a lot of what happens and we we got through what a lot of what happens when she's very young. It's uh, it's she's mm-hmm. I think supposed to be about eight. Uh, she's yeah. she's she gets goes to the new school. It's hard for her. Um, she makes the one friend that she can't be friend anymore uh, because they watch her sister have, her older sister have sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she blurted it out at dinner. Uh, uh, like you did, had, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has her small graduation ceremony, where uh, where she borrows. Uh, where after that, she she gets a library card. She's entitled right. to go to the library, and then she there she borrows the book that uh, she bonded with her younger friend. Uh, mm-hmm. The friend she's long to have over. Um, and the first that the first part of her as a child, end on the her telling that story to her sisters, and then like dressing up and dancing under the moonlight. Um, uh, and then we have a time skip to her being like a teenager.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, something that just sort of occurred to me that I want to point out is, I like that they they don't. Uh, put on the gas too much about how about the fact that she's going to be a writer um they don't they don't overemphasize it and like go for big dramatic moments about that um which is something that some movies in the past have just gone way overboard with that for me um the movie that comes to mind most immediately is the uh Uh, the Damien Giselle um, Apollo 11 movie um, where they really make it clear and remind (laughs) you and over and over again, that Neil Armstrong is going to go to space Um, in case you forgot that that's, that's what he did (laughs) in case you were uh, in that movie. Not sure. Um, And this movie doesn't, it doesn't do that. All of this stuff about setting up who this person is and who she's going to be, it all feels very natural. Um, And it doesn't feel like it's um, adding more weight than it needs to. It's just like, yeah, she goes to the library. She uh, reads that poem to class. She has her sister say it's pretty good. um, But her sister still gives her that comment. Um, which made me want to slap her sister (laughs) Um, um, because uh, no (laughs) Uh, bad sister. Uh, uh, But yeah, like uh, those moments all feel very natural and they just, they just happen Um, the way that you remember some of those moments in your real life. Sometimes you look back on something and you do say to yourself, Oh, (laughs) that yeah. th- that's where that came from. Um but you don't build up giant dramatic music <laughs> in your head and just way over focus on it. Um so yeah, I I like all of that stuff and the way that that's played.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean it's after the time skip, then you're like then it's it's I want to be a writer time. Uh, because it immediately transitions to her uh, I think reading a letter from like a poetry club or something that has approved her poems um or is gonna share her poem somehow um and she's taking poetry class in school um and she that's what she wants to do she wants to be a writer and that's that's uh um that's her growth but she's at at this time she's she feels completely um, friendless in all her school environments still. The mm-hmm. only people she schools to are her family um, up to uh, uh, the introduction of uh, their new neighbor uh, the girl that does the Spanish <laughs> dance <Yeah. laughs> I haven't written on her name but that's what I remember her as
0: um yeah they don't do great with names i didn't realize the the sister i wanted to slap's name until after she passes in the movie yeah uh so yeah um but it, i don't know if it super matters that you know the names just because the characters are um they're just very well thought out i guess like they're very uh, yeah. singular um, and it's very easy to define them from each other outside of their names. Um, but yeah, like th- the father and the mother are just named father and mother, and that doesn't feel weird ever at least it wasn't for me. So,
1: yeah, I think they have like they give each other uh nicknames in the movie, like they have like sweet names for each other, but I don't even remember those, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's so. Uh, she's a teenager going to school. Uh, she gets her first uh, period very, very late, and yeah. that's that's one of the scenes we get her at her more at her most vulnerable in class. Um, mm-hmm. uh, again, very strong uh, directions through those scenes. The mother teaching her, and you see it's not the first time teaching it, and she's kind of over it, even yeah. though for. Um Janet, it's like the biggest thing that ever happened to her, maybe. Right. At, at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, um go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say, like you really see her 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 awkwardness is never um overemphasized. And I like that it's 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 in moments where those girls are like um getting very particular about her hair. Um and it it never feels like um, aggressive or mean or at least I didn't take it that way. Um, it just feels like a moment that that feels very real and like it just a very well remembered, very well um, articulated moment um, that I could feel coming off of a page that is written <laughs> and just yeah. uh, screen perfectly. Um, and just the way that it's played is very strong. And that moment is another part of her sort of um, having very strong feelings about things that are happening to her. And the people around her are just like, yeah, this is, yeah, whatever. That's <laughs> It's not that big to me, but it's very clearly big to you. Um, and I, I like the way that that's illustrated throughout the movie.
1: And, and yeah, I, I think that scene is just followed up by her being sitting on her stairs with like a group of girls
2: yeah
1: uh talking and the only thing she can concentrate on is the other girls that are talking about boys um and even like among because she's the group she's with are the nerds because i think right. what, what the what wonder girl, girl says is like my older brother says that Marx, Karl marx is the uh, smartest <laughs> man in the last 200 years or something like that
2: <laughs> I was
1: very surprised by that being conversation in high school but sure
2: <laughs>
0: go off. I mean why not um, I did like that moment I do think that all three of the girls didn't need to be wearing glasses um, that was that felt like a little bit of overkill but I, I, I do think it worked <laughs> fairly well for the most part yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. That's,
1: that's a very funny moment. Uh, but you see, immediately you her long, you see her longing that she even doesn't belong in mm-hmm. that group, and even if she wanted to belong in the other, she couldn't. Um, right. Uh, yeah,
0: she still feels weird, whatever group she's in. Yeah, <laughs> even amongst the people that are more her speed. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then you, we have you mentioned it, but her older sister dies. Her older sisters want her to come with her to the bath uh, to, the, to to for a swim. She doesn't come because she's riding, and uh, they learn that she drowned. Um, yeah. and that that's and that's immediately following <laughs> again, one of the happiest moments we see her yeah. with her sisters and their neighbor, and uh, the neighbor's family have a camera, and they're taking yeah. pictures, all of them together uh, it's very sweet and very cute. And it's just one of the most heartwarming scenes of the movie. That's, um, all, all, like I mentioned before, f- super colorful and followed by like that very dark moment of, uh, her mm-hmm. sister telling, uh, telling her family, uh, uh, but coming back after her sister died and yeah. the fall from that. And, uh, I think that's more or less how the first part ends.
0: Yeah, I, I like the little synchronicity there. Of she's not in the picture, right? She's like cut out of the picture, accidentally or something to that effect. And I didn't realize. Again, I didn't connect the. Yeah, name no. So, so <laughs> I
1: think uh, they brought her picture to, uh, yeah, the equivalent the ninety the nineteen forties equivalent a Photoshop professional, and he like photoshopped her out of. That original picture, uh, yeah, and like added her made her like a fake arm in the picture so they have a picture of her by herself, uh, yeah, that they can keep. Yeah, it's very sad, um, yeah, um, and
2: but
0: yeah, and then that's followed by the, the, the scene of her uh, passing, uh, and uh, yeah, that, I think that is the next that goes to the next section of her in college for the most yeah.
1: Yeah, so the so, yeah, transitions to part two, which starts with her going to the city, going to college. Uh, the w- last note I had on part one was w- wondering why do they <laughs> teach French in New Zealand? It feels so useless. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <No. laughs> I mean, my, my thought is this is still... I looked it up because I wanted to be sure. This is still like pre-World War II. Yeah uh so everybody's favorite word colonialism uh they could technically go on vacation to french vietnam or at the time i think it was french indochina and french could help them get around in some places that's my that's my theory um <laughs> i don't know i really i i'm not entirely sure um but that comes to yeah. mind immediately
1: yeah because my thought would have been I guess the 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 transition of the classical British course to New Zealand yeah. and it's calling in general would have, right. I don't know, maybe yeah. brought French over. I, d- I don't know if like,
0: yeah, I think so. Well, also, so I, this is something that's, I think it's gone away more over the years, but at the time, I think for New Zealanders and Australians, and I, I can't say for sure, I think that it was still the thing of well you're a real person <laughs> when you go back to England you're a real like citizen of the world and like a success or a person of note if you spend some time back on back in oh, yeah. the united kingdom and live there and go to europe and do stuff there well, we'll get to again, that,
2: but they literally
1: guess. give her yeah a travel <laughs> yeah. stipend for her to go to England specifically. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, like, uh, I, you,
1: yeah. you 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 want to be a great writer, you need to travel the world. You can't be a great writer by staying mm-hmm. in New Zealand. It's it's really weird, um,
0: but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, and again, I think that is just a general outlook i guess of the time which is well this isn't the real world this is this is runner up this is training wheel. new zealand is training wheels the real world is back there in in the old uh old west um that's again that's just my theory i'm yeah yeah
1: this the, but then i i did ask myself like what other language would they teach mm-hmm. and uh I kind of got it because, like at the time, you wouldn't have learned any like uh, Asian language. No, uh, Spanish didn't make wouldn't make any sense either. Um, for yeah. for for New Zealand, I guess French is supposed to be a cultural language. Um, I feel like the traditional course would have been Latin, and then maybe mm-hmm. replace, they replaced Latin for French, which kind of also makes sense. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I would guess, I, I mean, I, I love. I actually love speculating on this because it's <laughs> very interesting to me. Um, if I had to just guess, based off my knowledge of Oceania, Oceania um, they probably also had the option to learn Dutch because the Dutch made some inroads. Again, colonialism. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of Dutch uh, there. Uh, so if I had to guess, that was the other language option. And yeah. It, well, that's dutch why why would you want to learn dutch yeah no
1: uh, I, <laughs> in my mind it's even more like uh, uh divided than that it's like the boys are in latin and the girls are in french
2: right uh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah exactly which could it could be Yeah. Uh, Anyway,
0: um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, this yeah, is so she... being very nerdy about languages and uh yeah. Um anyways, yeah. Uh, she goes yeah. to school to become a teacher. Um yeah she, go- yeah,
1: she goes to school to learn. She kinda wants to become a teacher. That's like her her goal kind that she shares mm-hmm. with her family, but her real yeah. goal is still to be a writer, to write poetry, to write anything um so she moves in with her aunt and uncle goes to school a bit is then joined by her sister uh that's also going to school they they kind of they rent a room together in this lady's apartment (laughs) a a lady that won multiple awards when she was younger all these awards came in the form of (laughs) boxes of chocolates and they just like start eating those boxes of chocolates until the lady notices and kicks them out so over a period of a few weeks and then they move back in in their old house. But that whole scene is very funny.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I liked all of that. <laughs> um and I, I like the way that her and her sister's relationship works, um, where they're kind of like trading off who is the more mature adult one. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, and I like the way that they the way that they show college, which is still very relatable, which is like, you're kind of there and you remember moments, pieces of it. And then you're not there again. They never, I don't think they really show more than like one class multiple times. And it isn't like the music teacher. Um, but for the most part, it's like, here's a, here's a class that you take, here's a class you take. And then it's to her like doing teaching training, um, or in, in class training, um. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh,
1: it's not very interested in uh in like showing her going to class. It's more interesting and the, her yeah. life outside of it, which I guess was more interesting at the time. Um. Uh. I, I do because one of the biggest moments of one of the most memorable moments is when uh. So so her brother um kind of tries to join the army can't uh join the army to her, her father makes her brother join the army but she can't because he has epilepsy and he can't keep he can't even keep a job um but that's like the first moment that f- kind of situated us uh at, at least me I, I i never really knew what time it was set until like it mentioned yeah. like hitler <laughs> and then during her college time uh, is when the Americans drop the bomb um, on Hiroshima. And you have that moment of her sister telling her and telling her friends. And they're so happy that the war that the war is going to end because uh, the coolest news ever is that <laughs> millions of Japanese people died because a bomb was dropped. It's really weird how it, it, it yeah. feels like surreal to watch um, in a way that I don't think I've seen it's uh i've seen war world war ii portrayed in a way that feels so removed from
0: it uh yeah <laughs> yeah it's um it's it it's like a blip the way that they portray it as like oh it's just a thing that happened somewhere else um yeah because even other movies that involve that they'll usually do something a little bit more involved they'll do like i don't know uh, a newsreel thing or somebody in a theater or reading a newspaper um but it's just very much like just people talking about it um yeah (laughs) you could not if you weren't looking for it yeah exactly you
1: could just miss it if you're (laughs) if you're just looking at their phone at the wrong time but Yeah. yeah Uh, Yeah, and then you get into the most harrowing part of the movie, which so uh, she starts teaching, and then an inspector. In it seems to go well for her, even if it's not what she wants to do. But Mm -hmm. uh, an inspector comes um, to to inspect her class, like I guess the like they do every class, yeah, for new teachers, and she kind of completely freezes. it's it's like super it's very hard to watch her like kind of mm-hmm. lose all sense of control she, it felt she had in the last few scenes um and yeah. she basically just runs away uh excuses mm-hmm. herself and runs away and uh, never looks back on going back to to teach uh she starts working in a cafe uh and then her teacher the teacher that she, has a crush on uh, who kind of doesn't but they don't really have any like form a uh, formal relationship it feels like mm-hmm. it feels like it's just her kind of being a bit obsessed with him and he kind of likes yeah. her but in a very removed this is my student uh, way but he recommends her to see to go to the hospital, and so they send her to a psych ward. Um, tells her she has schizophrenia and send her to Seacliff, which is um, a well-known at the time mental asylum in uh, um, in New Zealand. Yeah, uh, and then she there you see her growth. Go through electroshock therapy. Electroshock therapy. You see her barely being, barely surviving. Years spent at the hospital. Um, and wait,
0: isn't there? Aren't there two separate hospitals that she goes to? Or am I? Yeah.
1: So 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 yeah. I thought the same, but she first goes to the psych ward of the main hospital. Uh, yeah. And then she gets admitted to Seacliff, like kind of. Gets out for a bit, but goes back, and she spends right. all that time at
0: Seacliff. So um, yeah, yeah, because she kind of gets tricked because yeah, of the whole yeah. teeth thing.
1: Um, yes, exactly, exactly. So so yeah. uh, she gets diagnosed, gets out, kind of, kind of, spends some time there, gets diagnosed, gets out, is back with her family, taking class. And then her yeah. teacher tricks her into going to see, to see another psych doctor. Uh, yeah, it's like who kind of uh, is like we have this new pr- procedure that could help you, uh, and that's electroshocks. Um, and she narrates that she goes through electroshocks uh, two hundred over two hundred times over a period of eight years she spent at the asylum. Um, it's it's. The, the scenes are harder to watch one more than the other I think one of the hardest scenes to watch for me even was when they have a a dance so they're normally yeah. the only women separated from men and uh, they have a dance where men dance with women and uh, she's like she feels like dead inside at that moment where she da- she's dancing with yeah. a guy and barely just like standing, and she looks uh, completely destroyed. Yeah, her si- yeah. her sister comes to visit her to tell her she's been writing while in the asylum, and her stuff mm-hmm. gets published. And her sister comes visit her with her, her boyfriend or husband, I don't know. And and a
0: eventual husband because they get like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um... Not sure what they are at the time, but uh yeah yeah. so they come visit her to tell her that they publish her books and to sign them and they see her in that (laughs) state and not care at all and Uh, yeah uh, yeah Yeah, they
0: just leave her there Um, yeah they
1: just leave her there they don't even ask her how her treatment is going ask her if she's feeling okay this it's just like look your book uh please sign it so we can make money off it um
0: yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that, like the where she asks about the they call it a leconna a lecon economy Le- um, Lucotomy, yeah a, yeah, which is a a a previous term for a lobotomy um and she just she learns that she's getting it because her mom said, yeah, sure, why not um which is a crushing <laughs> <laughs> um and she's only saved because her book wins an award um I guess the logic there is, well, no, we'll lose a great writer. We, if we, the (laughs) bottom. It's
1: horrifying. I think the, the the most horrifying conclusion to it all is that the only reason why she's not brain dead, uh, Mm -hmm. or, uh, or has like brain damage beyond repair is because she got lucky and her story won an award. That's it. That's the only Mm -hmm. reason why she survived. And And,
0: uh, yeah, yeah.
1: no one in her life cared enough to look to yeah. ask her to see her uh, it she's completely powerless and someone else a, a random doctor she hadn't even seen uh, makes the decision to let her out yeah. that's the one who tells her that her book won her award and that she's not going to to do about to be and it's so hard to watch it's it's
0: uh, yeah and what i really like about the what about that moment is it's like an admittance that the lab that they know the lobotomy doesn't do anything. <laughs> they know that it's just it's just there to make people feel like they're doing something. It to me at least that's how I have read it. It's like yeah. yeah, we know this doesn't actually help. We do it to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. We know that we're just like damaging people to make them more controllable. Uh, and we and that our admittance of that is well we'll save this person because we think that they have some other value um and it's an admission that everybody else they see as having no value um which i I really like that moment (laughs) there are a couple of moments where jane campion doesn't have somebody like saying or spouting an opinion but the way that it's directed and the way that it's written it's just it's there, and you can you can take it as you wish to take it. Um, and I really I really like the moments.
1: Like yeah, that no, it's 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 movie. it's so critical of the historical context of how she's treated, how she's seen, and it even feels super still relevant in the way of yeah. how like uh, women, especially, are silenced uh, in yeah. their situation and are feel powerless. Um, and I think so. Something we can see from a lot of the best directors we talked about on this show managed to have those strong critical opinions of the time uh, without it feeling like, a, without it ever feeling like a, uh, you could miss it if you don't pay attention to what you're watching. Yeah. Um. She manages. Yeah. So she she gets out, starts living with her sister until she meets. Uh, until her sister surprises her by bringing her to meet uh, another writer who lives close to her. And yeah. <laughs> he's like a nudist. Yeah. <laughs> he's like kind of a really funny, weird guy that kind of she becomes friends with because they have like, they immediately bond about their writing uh, and about the poetry they like and the writing they like. and um, yeah. So, so it's, it's a lot of... Uh, beautiful, sweet moments, and there she writes a novel that gets published and gives her the grant, and mm-hmm. she becomes, uh, uh what is at the for the time a successful writer winning awards and everything. Um, yeah. and that's the end of part two. Uh,
0: yeah, which, uh, and it leads into this sort of a like a kind of I, I don't know if it's a flashback really, it's but it it shows them back when they're younger um doesn't we, doesn't the other sister die in part two or am i misremembering that is that at the beginning of part three um because i'm pretty sure the the other sister also drowns when she's on vacation with her mother yes um,
2: i remember that and
1: i can't remember when that takes place but uh... I, I,
0: yeah i think i think it is because no i remember yes yeah, it's, it's then because i i remember thinking so This. The end of each third have a death, and I think that they do. Um, If you're including the death of her uh, unborn child later on, there's a there's a death towards the end of each part. Um, Yeah, the movie
1: also ends on the death of her father.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, and yeah, and it begins with the death of her twin. So yeah, there's (laughs) there's there's quite a bit of death. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah
1: it is a story filled with death and that that yeah. uh, every death brings a change in her life yeah and um uh and so the so for and the third the third part is her traveling um, yeah. she managed to get a grant can go to europe uh, to see the world they want her to go overseas and see and become a more cultured person and writer, which, right, uh, like you mentioned, like that's that's how you become a complete artist is by seeing uh, yeah. London first and then the rest of Europe.
0: Right. Well, yeah, yeah. You're you're not a real you're not a real person until you've been everywhere, um, and that that that's a moment that she. Kind of falls into uh I do like that it's immediately undercut by the room that she reserved, not having her reservation um that's a very again like you said that's it's these high moments uh undercut by just like these very low lows um or just relatively low <laughs> uh her getting the room rejected and having to uh live in that uh in the room where the the Irish guys like uh Somebody died of pneumonia in here last winter um, or something to that effect. Yeah, um, we had
1: the, someone died of pneumonia. I hope you're not saying for the winter someone died of pneumonia. And then the next show yeah. is like uh, a prince, an European prince stayed here as well a few yeah. years ago. So it's an interesting tale. And so London is portrayed, uh, I was talking about color, but London is portrayed that it's like, it's so bleak and colorless yes. and um there's no there's no warmth anywhere uh, yes. especially her scenes with the irish guy who's kind of into her but like feels as yeah. awkward as her um she <laughs> he uses the world a word to describe her which is uh, fancy less <laughs> To uh, yeah, say, yeah. are you single is the, the word for single is fancyless, which i kind of really like
0: less, mm-hmm. uh, and he also says fancy free which i a fancy free. yes and I, I kind of assumed but i had to look it up and it is not emotionally encumbered by another person Is the official <laughs> definition uh which is that's great just even the, the definition is as european <laughs> Uh, and, and from another era, as the actual phrase, um, and it yeah, it just it works very well with that character who's uh he, he's an interesting fellow. <laughs> he, he's got interesting opinions uh, about uh writing and uh, it's uh and it's black was a profession. Yes, <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah, he, yeah. He, exactly. he, he feels
1: like a super conservative Irish in the forties, I guess. Uh, 50s, I, I think we're at this point, but um, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: they're there. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so, so Christy in London feels very bad, except the one night where she ends up in a circle of artists and writers, and yeah. they're all talking about art and poetry and uh, other stuff. And she's telling them their plan, and it feels super warm uh, mm-hmm. and super friendly. And it's like, one of the rare moments where she feels like she belongs. Um, yeah, but it's paired with another similar moment, uh, that takes, so she goes from London to Paris, um, where she spends the, just the night, uh, to Ibiza, uh, where she, where she spends her summer. Um, and in Ibiza, she's greeted Mm by, uh, Serial, who's basically just a cool guy with a scooter.
0: Yes,
1: which which uh, um, she tries to. So so he he like just gives her a lift and shows her a bit, a bit around. But a few days later, when she sees him and tries to talk with him while he's in a conversation with a group of people, she's like immediately like the most nervous, awkward person imaginable. She freezes. It, <laughs> It's the complete opposite of her
0: feeling like she belonged. Um,
2: yeah. It's um, yeah,
0: played very real, and I, yeah. I in no way related to that moment at all. And I have never felt like I was in that situation. Never.
1: No, never, never, absolutely not. No, no, I've never <laughs> seen that person, that exact person. No.
0: <laughs> no, not us. We're cool. Um, <laughs> uh yeah no that was a great moment uh and i love i i do like that you get the moment of her walking away and being like i didn't think that there were people that nervous <laughs> whoever i didn't think that they existed <laughs> <laughs> uh, like little bits of dialogue in there that i actually really enjoyed uh it's <laughs> just like all right yeah that, yeah i guess people would say that um and it's yeah and it's immediately like. I think it edits right to her bags being alone in the back of a truck. Um, moments like that, I'm not sure if those were meant to be jokes, but it felt like a visual gag to me. Yeah. So I laughed actually at the bags being in the back of a truck on their own um, and stuff like that. Uh, I think Jane Campion is secretly very funny. And, <laughs> and, I'm, and I, I'm realizing that thinking back on this movie, um, that there were probably a couple stealth. Self jokes that I just didn't realize were there uh, until thinking about it. You
1: know? Yeah, no, there's a lot of small funny moments. We discussed them, but yeah, it's 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 there. It's needed, and like, uh, yeah, because it, so as as the moment can be tragic or uh, heartwarming, uh, the funny moments stick with us as yeah. much. Uh, because all the moments of high emotions are the one that stick the most, and are are included. I feel, I feel like in this movie um she she finds a, a place with two or she moves in with uh two older spanish women um yeah. and uh she has a good life for a while writing um they're living there she she becomes like part kind of she 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 feels like she found a kind of a, a right the right place um yeah. until uh an american moves in in the room over her in the same building as her an artist and um he introduces her to an, one of his friends who's a professor uh taking the summer off in Ibiza and who becomes her love interest um it it's uh what did you think about that whole arc because I, it it felt very interesting um to me
0: uh I liked that <laughs> it felt uh it felt different from a lot of the rest of the movie um just because you get so much of her um like really connecting to another person that isn't part of her family um yeah. and I like that the movie doesn't go for like traditional arcs it kind of just just ignores the idea of that um and i like that it displays people as sometimes you don't grow for a very long time and sometimes there are these like flash points of growth and that happens in this movie with her and this professor where after that relationship i think she's like better for it um at least that's how i interpreted it she's just a much more secure individual um after the fact even though it hurts her quite a bit um the way that that relationship ends um and i i, I thought it was just very it was done very sweetly um there's a, a tenderness that they have during a lot of those scenes um it just felt like a very different part of the movie but i think it was it was needed especially if, like we've been saying a lot of this is very arch and big emotions um, but I think it all. I, I think it really works here at the sort of tail end of the movie, um, a movie with a lot of stuff that's just very heavy. Just having those moments where she can sort of uh, let some stuff out <laughs> and really just uh, air it out, uh, literally because uh, <laughs> she she's, she's uh, naked in a good chunk of it also. Um, so it sort of it becomes a, uh, an actual. A representation of what's going on inside. Um, so yeah, yeah, very good. I like that quite a bit..
1: Um, what, uh, the 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 thing i th- I think I really like is how she sees she first sees um, the, uh, the the man that's living on top of her uh, on in the apartment on top of her own, the room on top of her own. He has a woman visit her. And she sees that woman and wants so much to be her. She's like, she says, "I think I I want to be as mysterious as her—a mystery that someone would want to uncover." And it's her. She's she's like she basically has never hasn't had any form of uh, intimacy with any character since her childhood. um, Mm -hmm. That we've seen in the movie, even her close family, even her she's yeah. she's not that close of um and she she basically I think she describes herself as a, a sexless block of wood um yes and and for her her it, it doesn't feel even like uh sexual awakening in the way we kind of think about in like mm-hmm. a lot of coming of age movies or, right. or something like that it feels more of her breaking the wall she built between her and everyone around her. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what the, the, that's why, uh, the mo these women feel so strong, even though they're, they feel so strong and they feel so necessary, even though like she's not writing anymore. She's not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and the relationship is doomed to fail. Eventually the, the fact that she managed to break that wall and find intimacy with someone, um, yeah even if that guy is kind of a, a shitty writer <laughs> and a bit of an asshole. Uh, yeah. It's like, it feels more circ- circumstantial, but uh, it's the right. It's all about the right place at the right time, but it's, it it brings some beut- uh, beautiful moments of her like yeah. feeling being with someone and managing to feel entirely like herself Um yeah. The moments where they're both naked uh lying on the rocks or swimming or all that um they feel kind of foreign for the movie up to that moment because it's she yeah. feels 100 percent comfortable in her entirety with someone else which uh it feels like she hasn't had since she was really a child um, mm-hmm. uh so yeah some some great stuff there uh and Because he's a professor, he has to go back to America uh, to continue his life there. Uh, And she's left completely heartbroken because she opened up to someone and Mm -hmm. that's done. Um, And she herself has to go back to England, um, (laughs) back to the weird Irish guy. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, um, Yeah. And at that point, she he, she tries to convince her to find a job. She, like, kind of looks around, finds a small thing, and uh, 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 tries to apply for, to be a nurse. But she, when she says she spent eight years in an asylum and, and uh, uh, they told her she had schizophrenia, she basically shouts her out, um, which is, like, a, another hard scene to watch because she feels so... Like inviting at first when she sees her an older woman that wants to help people.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but her real breakthrough is when she uh, goes to see a, a psychiatrist, and yeah, and she 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 gets uh, diagnosed that she doesn't have schizophrenia. Uh, that she uh, but what she has to deal with is uh the scars of the eight years she spent uh being broken in that asylum that's that's her real trauma it's not anything that she right. was born
2: with it's what was done to her um and it's it's it's, it's
1: th- there are some like very good that feel very caring scenes that i really um that i really really liked uh, of her with her psychiatrist uh, he, he, it's, <laughs> it's like it feels so human someone treats her like she should have been treated yeah. at the from the beginning not as something to be observed not as um, not as even as a project like her teacher did uh, as just like a human with like <laughs> just a, a normal patient uh, that's all she yeah. needed Like she needed a doctor that cared and he tells her to write about uh, about her trauma at the asylum. She writes and uh, she starts writing another novel. Uh, manages to get published, and uh, and then like her, her, it's she's like she's in the paper and everything. She's back on. Uh, she wins a award for this new book. She's back on the writing train. Uh, the publisher offers her an apartment. Wants her to write a blockbuster. Um, yeah. but that's when she learned that her, um, her father died. Her sister wrote her that her father died. So she goes, yeah. she goes back to New Zealand and the, the movie kind of ends with her first going to the farm, getting interviewed for the paper pictures, take t- uh, p- uh, they take pictures of her, uh, where she looks kind of comfortable in her place. I think that's like kind of the important part of that. Mm-hmm. and uh she she moves in again with her sister and her kids and like a small um uh, a small shack by the house. I yeah. think. Uh um a little trailer. Um, yeah, yeah, small trailer, yeah, that's sort of the word. Yeah. And the movie <laughs> ends with her dancing under the moonlight like the first arc or like the first art ended by herself. Um yeah. in a very sweet moment where she's Back to writing, she has family that kinda cares for her and she cares for. Her. Um she manage she is able to build new bonds with them and she's kinda kinda find a place.
0: Yeah. Good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very uh very good movie. Um yeah, I I, I enjoyed all two hours and forty minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's a lot of movie, um, but it, it's definitely worth checking out if you have that time. Um, yeah, it's a it's a,
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah, i I think the last thing I'll say on it is a quote I had from <laughs> Jane Campion that I, um so the movies on the Criterion Channel, if you want to watch it, but um there are like some small uh, vignettes and and kind of a short documentary on the making of that movie and the quote that i got from those vignettes i think is is one that i really liked which is like she says that i love people how funny they are uh, and how vulnerable they are and i think that's like a lot of this movie is just that yeah it's like the the small funny moments and the most vulnerable moments those are the the ones that stick with us
0: um, yeah a lot of yeah I, I i like a lot of that stuff that's in this movie <laughs> um i thought a lot of it there were moments for me personally where it was like i i relate to this a little bit too hard <laughs> uh and that some of that stuff was a little bit rough um but in overall it's a very watchable movie um and i, I i'm not gonna lie i did drift out for a couple of moments there were places where i was like all right. <laughs> this movie is going to be on the background in the back burner. Um but I still followed it fairly well and uh yeah, it's a fairly uh, very interesting movie. Um that uh, has its own interesting identity to it. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um another interesting thing of uh, just a small thing about uh in the cut is that um it one it's one of the first like our first movie to win a big international award um and it won at the Venice Film Festival um the prize uh, i think the grand jury prize so the mm-hmm. like the the joint special so the second place
2: mm-hmm.
1: the movie that won the first place is not really something memorable or known but uh other mo- there there's some interesting movies at that Venice Film Festival including like a Spike Lee film um And like a couple of other alter movies, including uh, Martin Scorsese's *Goodfellas*, uh, (laughs) which I, I, which is the only reason why I really wanted to mention that.
0: Oh my! Can you imagine seeing these those two movies back to back? My God! (laughs) Yeah. Uh. uh, Oh wow, that would be an interesting day. I'm just a, oh god! I'm just visualizing that. Oh, what would your life be after that? <laughs> your life has changed. <laughs> oh my! Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we okay. want to get to our second movie now because uh, I could think about that forever.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the second movie you watched is in the cut. A movie that got very bad reviews when it came out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes and I think everyone I follow on Letterboxd gave this at least 4 stars which yeah. <laughs> which is a weird uh, split like one of those movies that really right. kind of suffered I think in large part because of the, mm-hmm. the kind of movie it is and I yeah. think also because yeah. of because of the kind of movie it is, the kind of critics, the kind of male critics that reviewed it, because a lot, of, I, it, it, yeah. it feels really split when you look at the the reviews, positive and negative, whereas like most of the Roman reviewers, the reviews are positive, and most of the right. male reviewers, the reviews are negative. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's a uh, feel even more indicative of the like the time, because I think if mm-hmm. this movie came out today, it would. Get better reviews. I think it would get better reviews from both of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think, to, I don't think this would be a movie today. This would be like an HBO miniseries today. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like they would, they would milk this and it would be like a thing that people post on Twitter. uh <laughs> Like post reaction shots and gifs from the episode. Like it would be an event if this exact thing was made today. Um, yeah. I think it's that. I think it's, it's the fact that I, <laughs> just looking at the names involved, Meg Ryan, Jennifer Jason Lee, Nicole Kidman producing. um, It could be seen as like a, uh, I can't remember the name for it, Um, but like it just as a, as a project made to fluff up those people. Um, And also this is a period of time where a lot of movies like this were being made. A lot of like psychological crime dramas that are very edgy and have um you know moments like this and they feel kind of high art but i think that this is like a a good version of a lot of those movies that were made at this time um cuz a lot of those movies do not hold up at all uh but i do wonder if it's just the fact that it was surrounded by just a lot of trashy seven and uh uh usual suspects knockoffs that this was just seen as another one of those and not judged on its own. Um, So, yeah, uh, really fascinating that it had such a negative reaction because I really, really ducked this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: I I think something that's really talked about uh, by uh, smarter people than me, uh, Mm -hmm. but uh, um, it's the, the death of... Uh, erotic thrillers uh, mm. and like American cinema, Hollywood cinema in general. I think this is one that's like kind of considered one of the last ones that was made, uh, mm. and uh, I, I guess its failure kind of uh, is a sad because a whole genre of movies suffered because of it. Like there, there's still like some there's there's like a real big lack of. Eroticism in like a lot of the American filmmaking, I feel like. Um, even Canadian filmmaking, I'll say mm-hmm. without a doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. The European stuff is probably where we still find those. European, South American, the rest of the world is, yeah, more open feels a lot more open to that kind of art than mm-hmm. we are um, as a society. Yeah. And I think it's,
0: yeah,
1: it, it's a kind of, of the time. Um,
0: And if you're an American director that manages to put those movies out, they're very rarely given a good release. Um, And they're usually funded by Europeans. Um, Like, De Palma still makes movies, which are very much in this er area. Um, But they don't get giant releases here, and it's De Palma. So it's a very strange choice that was made there. Um so yeah they don't really happen here. I could probably think of reasons that have to do with you know uh, American exceptionalism and Protestant religions and uh, but I don't uh, whatever. Someone again like you said, people much smarter than me can connect it to things going on in real life but they they definitely were pushed out of the industry and like I said about this this movie probably being a TV show now, I think that's where they all went. They all they found their home there in the television format Um, over time, uh, and that's where they really live now, uh, at least in in this part of the world.
1: Yeah, even that's where Jane Campion lives, right? Uh, I don't know if you saw Top of the Lake, but I heard that had like really really good reviews for both seasons. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I've only heard good things. Um, You know, uh, and I'm probably gonna watch it now. because yeah, I don't know why I hadn't before. Probably weird feelings about Elizabeth Moss, <laughs> uh, as I think many people do. So yeah, um, yeah. This is, so yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad that we <laughs> just, got a chance to just, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> No, sorry. I just have no idea why why weird feelings about Elizabeth Moss. She's, I'm super not familiar with her work. Or did I like uh, some? where she's really good and
0: <laughs> it's just the general thing of her being a scientologist is just, oh
1: okay I did yeah not that's
0: a yeah that's a complex thing that me and uh other eric uh eric Fedorchek we talk about this constantly how it's just very weird for us to watch movies where she's like in a cult or in a dystopian version of the united states that is a very much a cult While at the same time she's part of Scientology and will still like come out and defend Scientology, Uh, (laughs) it's just a very strange feeling. Uh, And I think for a lot of people, it was a barrier to watching stuff with her in it because it just felt odd. Um, And I still have some of that, but she's a fucking great actress. (laughs) So it shouldn't really matter that much.
1: yeah, uh, anyways, yeah, anyway, to get back to In the Cut, um, yeah, so In the Cut stars uh, Meg Ryan, which is an actor I'm not very familiar with because she mm. is well known for a genre of movie I don't really like, <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah, same here,
1: <laughs> and a very young Mark Ruffalo that we both have talked a mm-hmm. lot about on the show, an actor we both enjoy, um. And yeah. lastly, Jennifer Jason Lee, Those are like mm-hmm. the three stars of this movie. But it's mostly just Meg Ryan and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, He's yeah. a detective uh, investigating a murder. Uh, she's a professor uh, in high school, uh, a li- like an English professor, literature yeah. professor. Uh, yeah, whatever. Well, I think we're the other um, and he's like investigating a murder and she was at the bar when the murder took place and he kind of seduces her. Um, And it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's her, the story, it's told entirely from her point of view of uh, believing she saw him with the girl that was murdered. But at the same time, she's being entirely seduced by him. Um uh, and it's like her trying to fight with like was it really him that did the murder? Was yeah. it not uh is is he like manipulating her or not? And that's what we struggle with and what she struggles with. Um mm-hmm. I think that the, the movie I, I really enjoyed this movie, and I think what's really so really interesting about it is that it's not really interested in being a mystery yeah so which i think is maybe one of the reasons why it got so uh because it's such a um a jar of movie where like the mystery is so important but it's not really it's entirely right interested only in how she's feeling and processing and Mm -hmm. and dealing and showing her like mental struggles way more than trying to like have us figure out who the yeah. murderer is. And the, the ending is like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But it's not surprising, and it's not even trying to be. It's yeah. more about her, again, her state of mind, and her struggle. And that's the, the, the thriller is a lot more her uh, yeah. inner struggle, her performance, her being like kind of lost. Um, yeah. uh, the, the most thrilling scenes are scenes where she's in where it feels like she has no physical control and it they feel so scary because mm-hmm. you you're, you think about what could happen so easily where she's when she's with a man that broke into her apartment where he, she's with a man who pulls out a gun where she's with her students that's so um, physically larger than her uh mm-hmm she she's like she's so powerless in this world of like stronger men and it's it's it feels like at times so stressful and, and hard to watch in the best like in the most thrilling way and i think uh, I, I think again not something i would have thought about probably in those terms 15 years ago but now it's mm-hmm. so hard to like not see that um yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's so it it does it does portray those those things so well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the, the not focusing on the mystery thing, I think that's part of why it holds up so well now, because it, when you go back and watch a lot of those other movies, they're so focused on the mystery to the point where it's it's ridiculous, um, and it's cra- it's ridiculous how obvious what the answer is in a lot of those movies and the amount the attention that they spend on that, it becomes distracting and it's like well this movie's not gonna work later on (laughs) this movie's not gonna be interesting or compelling um and i think what makes this movie work or even what makes a, a movie like seven work is that there's something else there there's some other aspect to it that deepens it and makes it more interesting um And I think the fact that it is so much about this character's point of view and how she's, like, catching bits and pieces of what's going on. Um, It's like it's a third-person, objective point of view of the mystery. Because it's not the sole focus of her life and what she's thinking about, we don't really get, like, those moments um, that we have gotten quite a few times from other Mark Ruffalo movies of him, like obsessing over the case. It's all her and how it interweaves with other things going on in her life. Um, And she kind of like figures it out just through happenstance um, and through being in the situation. I just, I really like the way that that is all handled. Um, And I, you know, it's a movie where you can figure out what the mystery is. If you're looking for it, but again, it it's not really about that as much. It's it's so much more about just her, um, and I really like that. I I like uh, her performance in this quite a bit. Yeah, um, she's
1: she's very good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, even like I really like the subway stuff and like the the poems um, in the like little advertisements um, and the way that that stuff maybe it has a deeper meaning to what's going on in the scenes or what's going on in the movie. Um, but I think it just, for me, it just set like a tone and a sense of, um, I guess, a a, a, the, a thematic um, sense of uh, something. <laughs> the words are escaping me right now. Um, but yeah, it just, it just fit. And it, it kind of works the same way that certain things in, um, Angel at my uh table worked um the the moments that sort of focus on quotes and bits of writing um Jane campion really has a distinct style, even though these movies are very different um I like that she still does have a uniqueness to her uh as a filmmaker
1: yeah yeah no definitely the, and I think the the way she she portrays this woman kind of feels, uh, similar in a way. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, you can see her, her style and her, her style, which is a lot of empathy and care for the woman she portrays. I think uh, yeah. all her movies are, uh, are have women protagonists. So, um, yeah. um, I think the weirdest part of this movie is the first how the woman is introduced in the first part of the movie, whereas she's has like she meets like one of her students at a bar and and uh, yeah they're like talking about like uh serial killers, which kind of feels a bit on the nose, but she's like he's talking specifically about one of the, the serial killers. And she yep. on she uses the students to to the student to get some notes on like some Black Slang.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it because she's writing a book about Black Slang. And it feels kind of it feels <laughs> weirdly racist. In a way, the rest of the movie is really not. Uh, but yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, really weird scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I needed more context for what exactly she was doing with all that. Um, and it doesn't really come up again. I think that that's part of why it feels so strange. Um, at least that aspect of it. Uh, him, The student himself comes back a couple times. Um, and I'm not really sure if there was a real meaning to it, I guess. Maybe to maybe to introduce the idea of house or to like give backstory on the concept of serial killers um uh, <laughs> I guess that's what it was for um but i i i either way i like the i like that student's performance and i like the i do like that it does uh it does something for her character um in it gives us a sense that she is the kind of teacher who's who is flexible um yeah she knows that he's not a traditional student and that he's clearly, you know, kind of (laughs) smart and kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say exceptional, but like he's a, he's an eccentric student with his own special quirks about him. And I like that we get enough that the real thing I think that that does is it gives us a sense that she's willing to work with people who she likes or who she sees, uh, qualities uh, good qualities in um even if they are a little bit obtuse to deal with um and i think that 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 helps us later on because we get a sense that ruffalo is his character is kind of a, a unique individual with unique quirks about him that make him maybe not the most approachable person um and that continues where like that's seems to be her thing. She attracts people who are maybe not the easiest to be around, um, and I like that. That's almost that's played as both a problem for her and something that she gets great joy out of because it has brought great things into her life. But it also causes her a lot of the pain and the fear that she has to deal with that you described earlier.
1: And um, I think one of the the, the things that's uh, also so important is that the movie is feels very subjective in all the encounters with people um, mm-hmm. because it's st- told such from her point of view. And a lot of these people that feel uh, complicated or weirder that they are in her mind could be yeah. way more normal. And that's like their interpretation. And sometimes it's hard to find the, where's the line. Where, uh, because so I I think like uh, when I, I was thinking about that right now of her encounters with her students, and they feel sometimes like racially charged, where like the fact that he's a young, big black man, uh, black young man has an influence on like how she's portrayed, and sometimes not at all. And it's like, it's so, um, it feels like very. Uh, indicative of like the type of character he is, how she sees these different peoples. I think
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, some of some are like uh, almost people to be saved, and others are like people that are she just wants. She kind of wants to be seduced by, but doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think her relationship with her half sister is really interesting because her half sister is like. Uh, kind of uh, uh, she lives on top of a strip club and works there and is kind of sexually mm-hmm. liberated in a way uh,
0: yeah
1: um, but her and her relationship with her is like kind of the big sister trying to guide the younger sister that's how she sees it but that's not really how how if we look at like the reaction on the other hand it doesn't feel like that's how the other sister sees it <laughs> uh which, which is pretty interesting um i like their relationship yeah. together their moments together are very good i
2: think
0: yeah yeah they 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 make sense as sisters like you you totally buy it um they just you feel a sense of a shared history and um that feels very unique to them i like the way that they talk about their parents um <laughs> the way that they address their different mothers and their singular father. Um, and I like the way that the, the father is, he, he's barely in the movie. His, his like real representation is this sort of recurring dream. And then story that she's, that she tells, um, that's sort of become like mythologized within her family. Um, at least for her, um, and i like how that comes back in these like weird um what would the term be almost like german expressionism uh <laughs> looking sequence of ice skating yeah um, and it it's uh <laughs> it, it pops up throughout the movie uh as and it it adds some it, it adds some uh uh <sighs> It causes everything to pop a little bit like it causes some of the moments uh, that are very dark and like very uh, low light and naturalism or going for naturalism. It makes those moments feel uh, different, like just feel more uh, uh, more singular, I guess, uh, in contrast to these moments that feel like they're. Uh, like that silent film from from a couple of weeks back yeah. with Agnes Varda.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That see that small sequence from Agnes Varda exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, it, it, it definitely like kind of gives her character such a sense of like who. How she was brought up specifically, and kind of gives her more a lot more depth. Uh, her being obsessed with that story. Um, one thing we haven't talked about actually, which I think is the most important part of the movie, is her chemistry with Ruffalo. Uh, which yeah. is incredible! I think it's so so strong. Like they go from like uh, she she goes from like uh scared to repulse to upset yeah. to like uh they, there's so much tension like sexual tension between them that's mm-hmm. it's so well portrayed in those first few scenes um yeah. the sex scenes are really good like all this the sexual scenes that are portrayed in the movie are uh yeah really well then we feel very intimate feel very uh emotional uh, it, it's all 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 those all those that intimacy and that chemistry is is r- what makes the movie work
0: yeah yeah and it, it makes lines like um i'm socially thinking about this case but i'm just thinking about you and like those moments um they they have a lot of punch because you just really you're very convinced by the way that they interact with each other. There are moments that feel very romantic and very, uh, uh, charged in a, in one way. They also feel kind of scary in another way. Like that, the sequence in the forest, when they go out to that lake, that uh, some of it feels like it could go any way at any moment. It feels like he could just turn around and like, leave her there or shoot her or something like it could go in a very scary place, but you obviously, you know, the movie has a quite a bit longer to go. Um, but just, there's this strange balancing balancing act of the tension um, that I really enjoyed uh, in moments like that.
2: Um, And you mentioned a quote and I, don't want to
1: forget to mention my favorite quote in the movie, uh, which is uh, <laughs> "Some give yeah. terrible blowjobs, no rhythm at all, no sense of cock whatsoever." Yes, <laughs> she says she's like, uh, uh, "All blowjobs are good blowjobs, right?" And yes. <laughs> Uh, like in the, there's no like real bad jaws because it's so blowjob. And she's like, his answer is like, no sense of cock whatsoever, which <laughs> is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good line.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good lines. Uh, I like uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, um <laughs> I can't be as vo- as vocal about my enjoyment of these things. I can't. <laughs> I can't say oh pinch my nipples harder <laughs> and stuff like that. Um yeah, that was that was very um that was very good. Uh, <laughs> I like a lot of that stuff in this movie. Uh, it's played some of it's played for laughs. Um and I think it, they're all very good laughs. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Nick Demichi who plays the uh the other detective. Um I think he's really good. Uh I don't know for you if it took like forever to figure out that he was the guy. Um, And I I don't assume that you know him from anything else, right? Uh, I've
1: seen him. I I don't remember him from anything uh, specific. Uh,
0: Yeah, I only know him because in like the last few years, he's been in a couple kind of big indie horror movies. Um, The two that come to mind are the movie Stakeland. And what was the other movie? Uh, a werewolf movie called Late Phases, um, in which he plays a, a blind man who fights a werewolf, um, uh, which is as cool as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, I didn't. I wouldn't have recognized him from anything. Uh, and he's he's, he's like- very convincing as New York detective guy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I rather enjoyed that, um, and I like the when he does the turn um it's uh it's very convincing it's not overplayed it's not like a big rash performance it's played very quiet and very subtle and i really enjoyed that
1: he plays such an italian cop like when they're at the station he's like do you like calamari i know a place yeah Uh, she's like of course he's gonna offer and the story that's told about him is that uh, he he's he threatened his wife. Oh uh, yeah, he can no longer have a gun because he threatened yeah. his wife uh, because he got caught having sex with another woman. Um, which makes sense that the mm-hmm. killer because the killer uses a knife, not a gun, um, multiple knives. Yeah, mm-hmm. Again, the signs are there, but it's he's like so. Yeah. The movie never considers him, uh, and it's never part really of the mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: it's, because, uh, a,
1: it's not a mystery movie.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. They kind of they let you think it's Ruffalo for a lot of the movie. They actually really try to push you towards Ruffalo, and they don't give him many outs. Um, it's not until he's like looking at his tattoo. That maybe you remember him saying it's part of a you're part of a special club if you have this tattoo um and even then like if you weren't really paying attention to that moment, you might have completely forgotten it um and but I am cursed with noticing those things, so I was like, well, somebody else has the tattoo, and they're the killer um because even though it's two thousand three Ruffalo there's no way it's Ruffalo <laughs> um but you know that's the that's the fun of watching a movie from uh 18 years ago so yeah
2: uh uh also okay. i didn't realize that her uh, uh... <laughs> that the,
1: yeah there's another character that we are not talk about her stalker uh who's played by mm-hmm. kevin bacon which i did yeah. not realize at all um but it's not an actor i i know more by name than by face i feel
0: Right, that's fair.
1: But it's, like, I feel like uh, the last thing I've seen him in is that movie about ghosts. Uh, Not ghosts, You need um, to
0: be more specific.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You need to be where People die and they get revived. Uh, um, The Further in Death. What's the name of that movie? That got a remake with Alan Page. Oh,
0: oh, you mean the movie we watched for the show, Flatliners. Flatliners. Um, Flatliners. Yes. Yes. And he was I was like, and he was <laughs> I, was, I was like, is this a recent movie? No, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, Flatliners. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he kind of wasn't a thing for our generation. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I I didn't realize it was him for a moment, um, and then I was like, oh, that's freaking Kevin Bacon as this like side character who's obsessive. Um uh yeah, he's just there showing up occasionally um, and again he's just he just adds more character building to her to the Meg Ryan character um uh yeah i, I don't know did you have strong feelings about him as a character? um he plays such a good
1: creep, and she he's like another yeah. instance like i said the being of her being powerless and that being like a yeah terrifying scene and he's like another like character that's like you think like oh maybe the reason why he's so much in this movie is that he's the killer
2: mm-hmm.
1: especially when he's she he's like uh, he asks about pauline when she she's going there and she gets there and she's pauline is dead um uh when she comes over with his dog and like obsessively asking her to watch the dog when he's calling her multiple times, watching her through the window it's it's all very stalkerish in a way that feels like uh like it could happen anytime any anywhere to any woman um yeah uh, pre internet real life stalker, which feels more scary because he's mm-hmm. always physically there, um yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's another like hard to watch part, like scary part of the of this movie. Um, yeah, a
0: lot it, of it's scarier now. <laughs> a lot of it's much scarier now I, than I think that it was at the time.
1: And I think a lot of it is not necessarily scarier now. I would say, but uh, for depending on the person watching, because I think something um, mm-hmm. some. Uh, some uh, the perception at the time like like i said like 15 years ago i wouldn't have thought about those things while watching this movie but i sure i'm sure that yeah. um, a woman watching this movie would have gotten that feeling Probably. from the doctors, uh which i again ex- for me explains a bit of the mm-hmm. in those reviews um yeah yeah uh, I,
2: yeah
1: uh, especially like when you look at reviews of 2003, it's a lot of from an even older generation because all the reviews mm-hmm. are in papers from people yes. that could have been there for years and years. So a man in his 40s that sees
2: mm-hmm.
1: that some of these scenes don't feel necessarily scary to <laughs> the mm-hmm. so scary and in the in a world that it should have, but like. Right. Uh, the, our perception of the power dynamics between men and women uh especially how it's like talked about now, is very different than it was even just fifteen years ago
0: mm. yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I agree um yeah, it would be very different if just if there was even just a slight change in the age of the people reviewing movies at the time um yeah uh I think that like uh, the general distrust of. Uh, cops that we have now made parts of this movie interesting um especially compared to 2003 uh uh, i i feel like that would i feel like that would actually work better now because you would just have a a baseline level of well (laughs) that guy might be the killer yeah and the cops might just be covering it up (laughs) Uh, yeah, they could all be the killer, um, and that stuff would be probably again just work much better than in 2003 New York. This is only two years after 9 11 when cops are like hailed as heroes by just about everybody, um, at the time. Well, not everybody,
1: <laughs> no, no, not, a, not a, <laughs> but the, the reputation of specifically the YPD at the time is like after two after nine eleven is like first responders people that saved other people's lives yeah that's the wake of that um not the reputation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah no, not for yeah. everyone of course um uh, yeah,
0: there was a yeah th- there was a lot of uh wiping over <laughs> a lot of like oh, let's not think about that uh at the time uh so yeah um Trying to think of other things to say about the movie. It's it's a very good movie. I would say uh, definitely watch this one. People listening to this uh, who are who want our approval to watch a movie or not. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Like you said, it's right. Watch this movie is really good. It's surprising. I think it's interesting that uh, Nicole Kidman, who produced it, was supposed to play. Uh, yeah. Um Franny yeah. this movie, the main character. Uh she didn't because of her divorce. Uh
0: <laughs> from Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Bringing it back <laughs> around.
1: <laughs> I told she. Um uh, but yeah, I could definitely see Nicole kidman killing this role as well. But
0: uh Yeah.
1: Yeah. She she feels yeah. like the actress that would have been cast at that time in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah. But hey, yeah
0: and something that occurred to me i mean since it sort of came up naturally when she does american accents she's doing meg ryan in in other movies and other (laughs) stuff that i've seen after this she's like it felt very clear to me because i have seen her do a lot of american accents lately and i think she's intentionally copying meg's accent in this movie in particular um it's 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 also interesting that you know to go back to my comment about how this would be a show now that show the undoing, which came out at the end of the last year has a lot in common with this um and I think again, I think that she would have made this a show just a couple years later and she would have starred in it um as this Meg Ryan character um because it does just it just feels like such uh her thing to do, and it makes me Wonder if the undoing was? I want to do this, but I can't. Um, you should watch the Undoing. Actually, I, I would be very curious to see what you would think of that show because there there is a lot in common. Uh, they're almost siblings in a weird way. Um, so yeah,
1: yeah, that's a show I heard a lot of people talk about, and a lot of you'll be disappointed by the ending. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that really much of a desire to watch it. Um, uh, I'm 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 definitely now curious to watch Top of the Lake because I feel like that being like a murder mystery show as well probably feels like more in line with this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Also has I think Nicole Kidman in it. Uh,
0: At some point, um, yeah, and I I saw that um, Gwendolyn Christie is also in it. A couple people are in it.
1: Yeah, they uh, saw. So, uh, uh, that, that cast is pretty good just looking at those actors uh yeah pro should probably watch that <laughs> um, maybe we'll, we'll we'll get back to Gene campion with the top of the lake episode if we both
0: end up watching i'm it. i am 100 percent in uh because i'm looking at the cast now david winham and holly hunter you got me i'm i'm there um yeah okay no that, let's let's do that at some point <laughs>
1: that's seasons are only six it's seven and six episodes so
0: yeah cool (laughs) i'm i'm in uh yeah uh so anyways uh i think that that's i think that's a wrap unless you had a sort of final Um,
1: time uh let's do some quick plugs because we've been going for a while Uh, you can find me on twitter uh at easier and on instagram as well um And you can write us an email at bossharropodcasts at gmail.com. Tell us your favorite Jane Campion movie. If you've seen any uh, and your favorite uh, TV show featuring Nicole Kidman. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. And your favorite movie she produced. um, Because I'm sure there's a bunch of them. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Uh, Let's see. My plugs. Uh, There's a... By the time this is up, there will be a Phantom Zone uh, After Dark episode up everywhere uh, that uh, podcasts can be listened to, I'm pretty sure. So uh, uh, listen to that. We talked a little bit about some of the news that uh, happened recently and just uh, just uh, general shooting the shit, having some fun. Uh, we talked about uh, whether or not Robert Pattinson had sex on top of the Batmobile. So uh, yeah, check that out um yeah uh i think that's it uh bye
2: yeah goodbye